Welcome. We are so glad you happened upon our podcast today. I'm Tanya. And I'm Sam. And our last episode, episode one, we kind of gave you a little bit about us. Pretty mm-hmm. brief, but a little bit to hopefully... I don't know, get you intrigued and maybe wanting to come back and listen. Um, But let's give a brief recap. Okay. But we highly recommend if you haven't listened to the first one that you go back and listen. But a brief recap as to why you would want to listen. Like what our heart is about offering um, this podcast to the great wild world out there. (laughs) The sea of other podcasts. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a big sea. But, you know, what, what this is all about, what you can expect. So I would say we are two women who have leaned in intentionally to our community. And what we want for you is to inspire you, encourage you, and give you resources to do the same. And you may say, I don't have community. Well, we talked about ways you can build them. And then as we go through these podcasts, we're going to give you additional resources to help you build your community and inspire you, give you hope. Yes. Share stories of our experience and our lives, as well as bring in some special guests every now and then. I agree. I think that would be good because we're pretty entertaining, but... It doesn't always need to be just us. That's true. (laughs) Because we want you to see that it's everyday women that can make a difference in your everyday life. And everyone has a story. Everyone. Everybody has a story, including you. So we talked about spending some time last week for your wild work as we give the end of every podcast just something to a step for everyone to take and asking God, what are you trying to do? What is what is my story? What does this look like? What are you trying to show me? And today we're going to have the special privilege of hearing a little bit about Sam's story. And we're going to dive a little deeper. We're not going to go all the way, but deep enough that you should walk away and maybe some of you can really relate. Um, maybe you know people that can relate and or um, maybe you don't relate exactly, but the process of where she is today is a journey that God's shown her. And I think it can apply to almost any kind of story. Mm-hmm. So today, <laughs> Sam, yep. are you ready for this? She asked me, are you going to go rogue and just ask me a lot of different questions? And I said, probably. Yes. <laughs> That's what I do. But I'm going to try to stay because she likes her outlines. So I'm going to try to stay pretty. It's, it's okay if you go rogue okay, because good. that's where we get the best content. I that's think. true. Here we go. Okay. There might be tears. <laughs> More than likely. More than likely. There might be some funny laughter too. So, Okay, okay. Sam. Okay. Uh, I, we kind of briefly brushed, very briefly, brushed the surface of, Mm -hmm. she mentioned marrying her high school sweetheart, Mm -hmm. but then also mentioned that he's no longer here. And so, um, that's been about a year, Mm -hmm. a little bit over a year. And, um, I, I would say there's a lot of raw in all of that, mm-hmm. but there's also been some healing. Yes. Um, so there's a, um, it's interesting walking alongside Sam <laughs> <laughs> because she does like things pretty like in a box mm-hmm. and you're good at that. I think that's yes. a God-given gift how yes. God's wired you. But she's also shocked me because she's, <laughs> I'm going to Florida and I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay. So when she came back, she talked about a little bit of what we're going to hear today. And Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal if you have, if you're not driving or walking and you have, or if you are, come back and write this down. Maybe we should put this in the show notes. I think we'll link it in the show notes because when I saw it, it was just very impactful to me as well. So. I just don't want to go, oh, hey, let's talk about your story. This is pretty um, 
it's just so intentional of our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And so um, my question then, because we've <laughs> talked about this past year. We have. What do you what do you know about God now? Like, what have you learned about Him in this past year? So I'm actually going to go rogue first. <laughs> um, Let's go. <clears throat> I would say um, there's a few things I've learned about, I'm just going to say, my Heavenly Father over the last year. Um, and myself and the relationship there. Um, first being that he is good, mm-hmm. even when life isn't. Right. He mm-hmm. is faithful, mm-hmm. even when I don't have faith. Um, and then beyond that, um, I did start going to counseling because yeah. I knew that I couldn't because I love things to be so neat and tidy and in a box and controlled, if you will, um, I knew that I had to have someone else really dig in Mm -hmm. and help me process this loss Um, because we did grow up together. I mean, we started dating when I was 16 and we got married at 21 and we spent just shy of 24 years together. Mm -hmm. And so we truly grew up together and raised a child and, you know, did life. And so I knew that I had to have someone to help me process everything that actually happened. When you say going to counseling too, I would love to just let those listening know that can be part of your community. When we're talking about developing community, um, I, I also like to tell people like build a team. You need a team around you, and believe it or not, I love military stuff, so that's where I kind of get some of that idea of, if I'm in battle, and this life is a battle, Mm -hmm. where are the places that I could be, like, missing Mm -hmm. protection? Yeah. And it could be health. Mm -hmm. So it could be going to a medical doctor, getting a checkup. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, It could be, you know, some spiritual stuff. Like, are you plugged into a church? Mm -hmm. Find a church. Find a community. You know, the emotional health, that soul health of Mm -hmm. maybe needing some counseling and, you know, somebody that can hear your story and give you objective steps. Um, So... And I will say my counselor is phenomenal. Yeah. I had never been to counseling before all of this, and I did not really know what to expect. And I'm not one of those that just goes in and gushes. Yeah. Again, (laughs) surprising, right? (laughs) She comes Um, in with her presentation. Yeah. I have a slideshow for everything Uh or a spreadsheet, Google Sheet, (laughs) Excel, you know, whatever. It's color coded. It has tabs. Um, You know, and so when I went in, I didn't really know what to expect. And after the first one, the first meeting, I was like, this is incredible. And um, we just had a conversation. Yeah. And it was great. And so she really started talking to me about Psalm 23. Which, one thing before you dig there real quick, we are believers. Oh, yes. I should have led with that. Yeah. Because not all counseling is created equally. True. And? And my counselor is a believer. Yeah. And it is a Christian Point you counseling. to Jesus. Yeah. I don't want to say company, but. Yeah. I mean, they are. They are. Yeah. And so um, we talk about the hard things. Yeah. She asks questions, but then we always wrap it around the word. Yeah. And um, it's phenomenal. And so she really started talking to me about Psalm 23. And as I was looking into Psalm 23, um, I found this, I'm just going to call it a breakdown of each kind of piece to Psalm 23. So the Lord is my shepherd is about relationship. Mm-hmm. I shall not want refers to his supply. He makes me lie down in green pastures That speaks to rest. He leads me beside still waters. That is refreshment. He restores my soul, speaks to his healing power. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. That is his guidance. For his name's sake, that gives me purpose. Mm -hmm. 
And then the part, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, those are tests mm-hmm. and trials. But I will fear no evil. That speaks to his protection over me. For thou art with me. That's his faithfulness. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That is his discipline because we always mm-hmm. are in need of correction. We're human. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite one. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies speaks to hope, meaning he went ahead of me. He prepared that table knowing what I would need specifically for my journey. Yeah. You anoint my head with oil speaks to consecration. My cup runs over is his abundance. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That is his blessing over me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That is his security over me and forever speaks to that eternal relationship that I have with him. So I know these are things that you've just been walking out Mm -hmm. and um, things that have led you to this learning, which I think we'll get to a little bit later on just what your rhythm Mm -hmm. is like. Um, But your background, grief has been there before. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit of... So of course, like as a kid, I, you know, a grandmother passed away or whatever. Um, But the real big one, the first one that I can recall... um, of my adult life, if you will, um, my dad passed away about 14 or so years ago. Um, and that was huge, mm-hmm. monumental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about losing a parent, it's always big. Yeah. Um, but for a girl and her dad, mm-hmm. that you know, I mean, he was um, my sister and I's biggest cheerleader. And I mean, my mom is too, but there's just something about your dad. And, you know, if you listen to the first one and you heard me talk about how I am and how I'm sporty, spice yeah. and all that, it's because he was the youngest of three boys and his his dad was an All-American athlete. And so their boys, he and his brothers had mostly all girls and so they raised us just like they were raised. Yeah. So we were all athletic in some form or fashion. And so, I mean, we looked up to him. He was a coach. He was a cheerleader. Um, but then, you know, walking through that, I was not as rooted in my faith as I am now. Yeah. And so I did not have community. Mm-hmm. I had my family and they were phenomenal and we we managed to navigate that situation but um it wasn't well and I back then it I mean counseling wasn't talked about as openly as it yeah. is now mm-hmm. and it there it always carried a stigma and today there is some but now it's more readily accepted that you can go and just talk to someone and, yeah um And so looking back on that, I see that there was a lot of unprocessed grief until I went through a couple different small groups and just kind of dealt with it leading up to... Yeah, fast forward. (laughs) The loss of my spouse. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even sure. I never... So just a brief overview of what actually happened. He... um, got sick and we were all in quarantine Mm -hmm. and so I had to drop him off at the hospital and I couldn't stay and he stayed there for about seven to eight weeks and gradually increased his care as he was there ending in the ICU on a ventilator yeah um, once he got to that point, he was able to be taken off of quarantine and we were allowed to go up and visit. Throughout that whole thing, there wasn't one moment where I lost faith. Right. There wasn't one moment where I doubted. 
that my Heavenly Father would not heal him. Right, right. And at the same time, with my earthly eyes, I could see that there were some significant struggles in his body. And so I've read a bunch of different articles on uh, loss and death and grieving and some people call it kind of pre-grieving mm. um, where you're kind of preparing yourself for the what if. Yeah. Um, I always say that what if is a fear statement yeah. and even if is a faith statement. And yeah. so I was like, even if this were to happen, I'm not, it wasn't my heavenly father who caused that right. to happen. And so I just have kind of been in my own walk, kind of comparing and contrasting my grieving experiences, even though they're different relationships, just how much more spiritually mature I was this time. And the biggest linchpin would be that I had that team you were talking about. Right. I had people around me who were able to pray for me, pray with me, talk to me, sit with me, mm-hmm. take me to the gym and laugh with me or at me or whatever mm-hmm. needed to happen in that moment. Um, that was the biggest difference. And I mean, and before when you talked about walking this through with your dad and having family, um, which is phenomenal. I mean, we both yeah. have very, very close you know, phenomenal families that we just lean on and love dearly. It's really hard when you're going through something that impacts family. Right. Because it impacts them too. Absolutely. And so we would never want to say, oh, you know, build your life outside of your family. We're not saying that, but also how important it is to have not just family, but a community that can come around and care for the entire you and your family. Right. Yeah. So. I would say, you know, I had, I have a lot of family that live in the town yeah. where I am. Um, but beyond that, on my mom's side of the family, we have a large side of the family. And so we had several that drove up just for a day or two mm-hmm. just to be. sit and be with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and then Jason's family mm-hmm. and they were close to, and they came up as well. And, you know. I think th- I almost look at your family and community almost like a, a target. Yes, that's like how I look like at a, it too. A, an inner circle. Of, yes, and yeah. then you go yep. go from there. So, given the um, similar trajectory of the loss with your dad, mm-hmm. and then the loss of Jason, and you mentioned right now, like such a different spiritual mm-hmm. um, level of you know your life versus when you lost your dad. But what are some other things that you've learned um, about yourself in this season? Hmm. I've learned a lot, actually. Um, I could probably narrow it down to I'm stronger than I thought I was spiritually, emotionally, even physically. Yeah. Um, I've also learned it's really difficult to learn how to be alone as a 40-something. I believe that. When you've done life with someone for so long, rather than a 20-something who's just leaving the house, learning how to be alone. Yeah. Um, I am still working on my sleep habits, Mm -hmm. but... They seem to be a lot better than they were. getting there. But to be fair, they were really not that great when you were married. (laughs) They were pretty. Well, she's a night owl, people. I'm a night owl and I get up early in the morning. She's like, I don't need to sleep. I'm just going to stay awake. (laughs) And he really was, Jason really was the, we're going to bed at. And so I don't have that. Mm -hmm. We're going to bed at anymore. So I'm just winging it most nights. Um, I have learned I'm a little bit wild and a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> more than I thought I was. Yeah, 
Um, growing up, I was, you know, the typical first child. Like, I'm going to watch. I'm going to sit back and see, like, is someone going to get in massive trouble over this? Is there going to be bodily harm or someone potentially dying if they jump off this cliff or whatever? Um, but now I'm like, I'll just you, do it. You want to go jump out of a plane? Sure, let's go. Yeah. Um, Says so somebody that may have done that already. <laughs> let me just say, it is an amazing experience. Yeah. If you've never gone skydiving, you consider should consider it. it. <laughs> um, I love exploring new places and adventures, obviously. Um, but I love a good road trip. Yeah. Um, I love being barefoot in new places. We went to Colorado this summer and it was just incredible. Mountains. There is something yeah, about the mountains. Yeah, I agree. They get me too. Um, the beach too. I do love the beach. Oh, I yeah. I love the beach, mm-hmm. but the this summer are, was all about the mountains. Yeah. Um, I have become more comfortable speaking in front of people. Um, not only because of um, the job that I do, my mm-hmm. work position, but um, I love having an opportunity to share my story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's he's done so much in my life just in the last year that he meaning he meaning the Lord, my heavenly father, God, Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, that even if you've not ever lost anyone, I would hope that you could still come away with something from my story. Um, I still am a planner However, there is that that little piece that is now the adventure side of me that is okay with not having everything all planned out. Yeah. Like, I don't go the and... The plan is not to plan all the time. Right. Yeah. And I approach my box checking and organizing a little bit differently. And I'm learning that there is a balance between doing and being where yeah. before I was so heavy on the doing side and not as much on the being side, just being content with sitting back, slowing down, that there is that balance because, I mean, life is no fun if you're always working, 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 doing, doing, doing. Right. Then then it speaks to what you were saying before, I think on our first podcast about your head's down and you're always trying to accomplish something instead of being able to just look up so absolutely which obviously with this journey (laughs) you've um experienced those that have walked with you Mm -hmm. um in the good but i'm sure there's been some difficulty with people and Mm -hmm. i i think most all of us have this how do i help Mm -hmm. or maybe some how do i fix it um, what do you think you've experienced, you know, with the people that you've encountered wanting to love you, mm-hmm. but just it being awkward? So I, I've learned first and foremost, not everyone knows what to say. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of blank stare or change topic or whatever, but I've really th- narrowed it down to there's kind of four types of people. Um, and before I say what kind of types of people, they have, the labels I've given them, me personally, I we all can fit in yeah. any of these categories. Um, and I'm sure we all have at some point. I know me personally, I can only identify me. I've been in each of these categories in various situations. Yeah. Um, but just being a, more aware of who you're talking to, where you're fitting at that moment, and how you can really actively listen to what they're saying and meet their needs mm-hmm. where they're at. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to... You know, you're not going to make it better. Yeah. You can't bring that person back for them. No. And so, yeah. Yeah. And in that, I mean, I think sharing some of the personalities that you've encountered, like Mm -hmm. you said, I've been all of these too. 
but it's a way to just kind of bring to the surface if you are talking with someone or even if you're going through difficulty have some grace Mm -hmm. for the person who is they really I mean it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. you know and so how do I love someone but I don't know what to say and you know so this will be helpful I think for both yes griever and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I would say like the first level of person um I encountered was like an avoider um it's the person who just kind of avoids all conversation with you because they're super uncomfortable talking about grief um this person probably isn't in your closest circle yeah if they are that would not be good they won't be (laughs) while you're going through this because they won't ever that'll be too talk about it um this was one of like if you're looking at a target an outer ring type person where you're i was friendly with them we have conversations frequently but it was like they were just super uncomfortable and i didn't understand why yeah um looking back i have some some thoughts on probably why because i am a keep it in the box type of person. I was not, sure not yeah. emotional at work. Yeah. And for someone who had just lost their spouse to not show any emotion right. whatsoever right. could make an avoider sure. even more uncomfortable than what they already are. Sure. So looking back, I'm equally as fault. Sure. Yeah. Of, and that's something to consider as you're yes. going through something. Are you are you being transparent with right. those that you can or are you just pulling up your bootstraps and doing what you need to do. And that makes it hard for people to know how to Mm -hmm. approach. Yeah. Yeah. I will say with some of the avoiders that I've encountered because I work at a school, I encounter them annually (laughs) um, that this year it's completely different. Yeah. That it's not as big of a thing anymore. Um, So, you know, the second type of person I would say is an oversharer. Um, this is a person who will talk to you, but they're so afraid of saying the wrong thing. They actually say the wrong thing. And, <laughs> and Jason actually had a term for this. He called it phobia phobia. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like at the edge of a cliff and you're like, don't fall off the cliff. Don't mm-hmm. fall off the cliff. And you fall off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people, they mean well, yeah, they really truly want to come up with that. I'm going to say this, so please forgive me in advance. That super cliche phrase yeah. that's going to blanket it and make, make it, it better. better. Like, yeah. oh, the Lord just called them home. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, he needed another angel in the choir. No. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that that's not how it happened. No. <laughs> God does not cause death. Anyway, no. um, that's for another podcast. Um, but they, you have to look through what they're saying. Yeah. Because they truly are just trying to be a person who's a comfort and a help. And if I've learned anything just in life in general, there are always those people where you kind of have to sift through some of the things they say Mm -hmm. to get to the heart of what they're saying. And they mean well. Well, uh, turning the tables a little bit. What Mm -hmm. about somebody that is going through a difficult time? I mean, maybe the griever overshares. Have you been accused maybe of that? Let's just dig there. A okay. Bit. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I'm i an oversharer. There, I said it. Yeah. I'm an oversharer. And again, to if you were listening to the first one, um, that redemptively dark sense yeah. of humor. Um, <laughs> She's might be sharing uh, <laughs> That whole, um, can you say that? Yeah. yeah. That happens often. And I'm, I have a particular person in mind right now. And she always is like, oh, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably listening right now going, she's talking about me. Uh-huh. I love you. You know I do. And I know you love me. But even for you, mm-hmm. there are, because you can, like, you can overshare with me. I don't, 
I don't mind that. Right. But finding the people, right. you know, where it's like, okay, we're close enough that I can say this and you're not thinking, oh my gosh, she has really gone right. off the deep end. It's just, I'm getting all this stuff out of right. me because right. trying to make sense of some yes. stuff. Yeah. So you definitely, part of having your community, and we've said this, yeah. I don't know how many times already, is those, those layers, yeah. that target of layers. And I have... I know now I have the people that I can overshare with. Right. And just talk about everything. Right. So um, if you have a tendency, even as a support person loving yes. on someone, if that person isn't in that close inner circle with you, no. probably oversharing is not a place that you want to do that. Right. So. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. What about the, I've been so, this one's been me for. <laughs> So Before. this next person I'm calling a bulldozer. Yeah. Um, they want to put their spin, their thought, their opinion, their faith, which isn't, I'll talk about that in just a second, without listening mm -hmm. to you or where you're standing. So what your need is, what your need is. And because they think they know, they think they know. Yeah. And they have. I mean, we've all, if you've been in the church at all, you know the type of person that I'm talking about that is just so, oh, you're, I'm just going to agree with you on that. They don't ask, you know, where, where is your faith right now? Mm -hmm. What are you standing for? Mm -hmm. How can I be in agreement with mm -hmm. you? They put their spin on it. Mm -hmm. And especially because, oh, girl, you, you know, need to be doing that, 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 that. Right. Yeah. And because Jason was in the hospital for an extended amount of time, there were lots of prayer needs that went out and all that. But we were very specific on who we sent those to. Yeah. Only because, you know, we didn't want everyone knowing all the specific details sure a but b we wanted people that we knew were going to actually stand in the gap with us yeah and for us as we were fighting yeah so then the final person um that i would say is i've titled them the comforter it, this is the person who more than likely is totally in that central core bullseye piece of the target. They are 100% comfortable sitting in silence with you. Mm -hmm. They are comfortable sitting there while you're crying. Um, they can ask the hard questions and know that if you never answer them, it's okay. Yep. Or just, you know challenge you to get you out of whatever you're thinking about um they allow the griever to say whatever they want or need to say mm -hmm. they really see you without your mask on all yeah. the time and they're okay with that and you probably should be able to see them without their mask as well yeah and like you said at the beginning of going into this these i mean these are just some observations that mm -hmm. we've talked about that you've experienced and right. coming up with some categories just to help if you are walking through your own journey of loss or pain right now you could be encountering this and mm -hmm. don't um don't just like negate the person mm -hmm. for the way you're encountering them right. i do really think most people are trying to care yes don't we, dismiss them just because no. of their presentation method yeah exactly yeah. just know like this is this can be very common and if you were to sit and reflect i mean you've probably hit some of these yourself yeah so giving some grace for people as they are trying to help care for you but also giving grace if you've been one of these yeah and can i say i've had some really incredible conversations with people that were not at the totally comfortable level yeah um Just some time i've to, encountered some people yeah. that through the awkward avoider conversations we were able to get to a point where they asked questions of me as someone walking through grief like how do you you know, want someone to ask you this mm -hmm. or 
is it okay to say his name? Mm -hmm. The answer is yes, by Mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you want to know why, I, I always say that it is an honor to talk about him and talk about his life Mm -hmm. and me being able to speak about him keeps his memory alive yeah Yeah. so if you avoid asking people about the person they lost Mm -hmm. don't yeah they love talking about them again you're not going to remind them that oh you just lost someone right they didn't forget it's Every second of every minute and every nanosecond in between. Right. It's real life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reflecting on just as you shared your story and um, the encounter that you've had in community, mm-hmm. but you've also done a lot of work on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about earlier, like your rhythm. What what does that look like now? How do you begin to heal? Mm-hmm. And you know what what are non negotiables for you? Yeah. Uh, well, my first one is just my devotional time, mm-hmm. um, and I've started going to the gym, and so a lot of that looks different for me. It's not always in the morning first yeah. thing, mm-hmm. um, or my morning time is more worship and some silence and prayer time as I'm driving mm-hmm. and listening to prayer time driving, but eyes are open. <laughs> yes, eyes are open <laughs> because that. you know it is kind of right. early in the morning. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, listening to mm-hmm. my Bible app and some devotions on there, or my I'm reading through the Bible. Um, as I get ready, yeah, um, or my Bible is reading to me, mm-hmm. I guess I should say. Um, so that is my 100% non-negotiable. Um, in the beginning, I would say I was trying to do all the things, go all the places, and fill that quiet space because I didn't want the quiet. Yeah. Um, as I've gone through counseling and um been on this healing journey some i now crave my quiet time yeah um i love just sitting in my living room or on my back porch and it's quiet Mm -hmm. and whether that's just not doing anything reading listening to worship music peaceful it's very peaceful Mm -hmm. and i find that if I don't have that margin on my plate, then I get more anxious. I have like those moments where I can't explain why I feel like I feel. Um, It's almost like that sets your tone, your spiritual tone. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And so those are some of my non-negotiables. I do write Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, but you didn't major in journalism. I did not major in journalism. And in fact, I actually never journaled or wrote before last year. Yeah. Um, someone encouraged me to start journaling, um, as a way, a, to kind of keep track of all the medical things that were going on so that I could see the progress over time. Mm hmm. Um, But then once he was sedated and on a ventilator, it was more about what we were doing in our day to day. Yeah. So that he didn't have those lost days when he woke up. And after he passed away, it turned into more of a way for me to get my emotions out Mm -hmm. in a safe space for me Mm -hmm. because I wasn't that openly emotional person. Right. Um, I preferred to cry at home or in my car or those types of things and hold it together in person. I have since let some tears flow in public. So, you know, (laughs) it's becoming more common. (laughs) It is. But I would say, you know, writing has been a huge help. Um, It's also helped me kind of focus in on like what I'm sharing about my story as well. And obviously you also say that 
you know, counseling is a big, oh, huge, non-negotiable. I still which, do that. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, you know, a year. more than a year into mm-hmm. this, and I mean, it's not the frequency has changed, sure, but it's still something that I see as valuable. Yeah. And then, what about your community? Oh, they're yeah. still they're still <laughs> they my ride or die. <laughs> They're still my ride or die. But through this, um, I have found like my target, not only is it like just the different circles, Mm -hmm. but I have some layers to it as well. Mm -hmm. I have my people that I've known since high school that Mm -hmm. have known both Jason and I, Mm -hmm. and they are precious and I love them dearly. And they've walked with me and been a huge support because they know me from back then and they have walked with me and they continue to like challenge me like you are not the same person that you were before Mm -hmm. um and then i have the people that i've been friends with for you know a decade or so yeah and then i have people that i was friendly with but they like jumped in the center of the target and have Mm -hmm. really become well and not only like you're in that too like Mm -hmm. you and like a couple other people just jumped in and weren't afraid to get in that mess Mm -hmm. with me because there's a lot of people that are like whoa that's too much yeah i wonder if some people think i don't know if i can help with that right i don't i don't know how to i don't know identify with that hurt sure yeah yeah and then it's like, I just want to avoid it because it right. seems, seems like I'm not capable. Right. And yet, and then, I mean, obviously you guys will hear my story, but who would have thought walking this with you would actually turn to you kind of walking some stuff with me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you know, you, I'm not capable. No. No I one is capable. I just know the one who is. Right. And I'm not capable. Right. Yeah. So the answer is, yeah, you're not. But if you're, if you know the God who is, Mm -hmm. he's the one that provides the source to just love the person that you're journeying with. So So definitely my, and of course, like when I talk community, of course, family's implied in that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like my family is still like amazing. Yeah. I think what we're trying to help people, you know, you obviously were born into a family, right. you know. Right. And so we're trying to say, like, that's there. It can't be the only thing. It can't be the only thing. And how, what does it look like then to have friends? Right. You know, that are there. And I will say through this, I've also developed some friendships with a couple other ladies that mm-hmm. have walked the similar path as me. Mm-hmm. And that has been healing in and of itself because I have people who truly understand at a different level right like what we're going through yeah just like months difference in right. timing but doing yeah. walking the same you know road yeah yeah so um as we kind of wrap up today mm-hmm. we talk about doing wild work and we mm-hmm. talk about um giving you guys an opportunity to just say yes to a little challenge to take Mm -hmm. a step Mm -hmm. and last episode we talked about spending time with god you know asking him what are you trying to show me what Mm -hmm. is my story this time we're going to go a little bit deeper and we'll have in our show notes Mm -hmm. you know a, um, a little grid and some questions to help prompt some answers but we want you to take it to really what what is your life made up of? And so from birth to 12, you know, describing your age, yourself at that age and what were some experiences that you encountered, both mm-hmm. negative or positive, uh, maybe some positive people in your life that influenced you, maybe some negative. Um, and then in those blocks of roughly 10-year blocks, 
spending some time and asking again, God, show me what you want to show me in this season. What were you doing in my life Mm -hmm. from birth to 12, from 13 to 18? And so just working through that um, up into the current age that you are. And then we'll talk about like what you've been learning, um, what God has shown you, some of the questions that we just walked through with Sam. Um, We'll give you a little bit more information in our next podcast. And then hopefully the final prompting of this is just using this information to share your story with other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hopeful for yourself. Mm -hmm. It it can encourage you to see. I, I like... I don't, I don't sew. I've tried this so many times and I've done some stuff. I could, it's just, uh, it takes, so yeah, that, Mm -hmm. but it's, if you look at a, like a needle point and cross stitch and you're sitting there and, you know, doing your whole thing, making the picture, you know, it looks so pretty, the side that's getting presented but when you look underneath, it's just a jumble mess. Mm-hmm. And the perspective we often see of our own life is a jumbled mess. Right. Because we're in that, you know. Right. But God sees the bigger picture. Right. He sees a different viewpoint. And so walking through this process, doing this um, this grid that we'll lay out for you, it will help you see things how God sees things, see you how God sees you. And so... Um, hopefully gives you another step into, you know, discovering who God's created you to be. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll leave that for you. But as we close today, our question, Sam, how are you going to be wild and courageous this week? Or I almost think we need to say wild or and wild or and or courageous because okay. you could just be wild. You could be both. Mm-hmm. You could be just courageous. Hmm. Well, that's a hard one. Um, I would say I'm going to go with courageous this week. I've really been working on speaking up for myself. Nice. And I will say going through grief and loss is very traumatic on your brain. Mm -hmm. And you don't always have the quick thought process and sometimes you're a little more introspective mm-hmm. and you come up with something to say much later after takes, the fact takes some time to ponder it yeah yeah and so i've really been working on being able to respond and answer or give my opinion mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. and so that's what I've been working on is just being courageous to speak my mind and speak up for myself mm-hmm. and not just agree because I like being agreeable and making that spreadsheet or whatever. <laughs> so Tanya, how are you going to be wild and or courageous this week? Hmm. Let's see. I think I'll go with wild. Okay. So I might be courageous too. I don't know, but wild in I I love um, love reading scripture, love doing deep dive work and just mm-hmm. spending time like, God, what do you want to show me? How, like, And so I've kind of gotten away from um, just some fun, lighthearted, even listening to music, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love praise and worship, um, but I had kind of, on my own just kind of gotten out of that too and so i literally have decided to start running again okay so there's that so i think i'm going to (laughs) put some earbuds in and run to maybe some 80s music okay i know we'll see if it makes my heart race i might have to slow it down to some praise and worship we'll see (laughs) but i'm gonna try doing something a little bit more off the, off my normal pace. Mm-hmm. Change it up a little bit, okay. um, and hopefully keep my breathing at bay. So, okay, here's my wild moment. So as we close, yes, um, I just want to give a couple of quick resources, and we will link these in the show notes as well. 
But uh, if you're going through a traumatic loss or grief, even if it's been some time, some time, mm-hmm. um, I would encourage you to find a counselor. If you're a believer, I would highly recommend and strongly encourage mm-hmm. you to find a Christian counselor in your area. Um, on top of that, if you have lost someone, and it can be anywhere from a spouse to a child to a friend, any yeah. type of loss of a person, um, there are great support groups. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Grief Share. Yeah. And it's been a helpful resource to me on top of counseling, community, church, and some other things. So I'll put Check some links out. in the show notes for that. Yeah. But definitely, you cannot, cannot do this alone. No, you shouldn't. I mean, you can try. Mm-hmm. But from the two experiences that I've had in my life, you're much better off mm-hmm. with community and people around you, mm-hmm. supporting you, helping you process, and keeping you honest on your journey of processing. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and um, we hope you'll tune in next time. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe. Please share this if this has been helpful for you and you would love someone that you know um, that needs to hear this um, story today. We'd love for you to share it and like um, and leave a comment if it's been Mm -hmm. helpful, too. Again, as we unfold and keep walking out what we're sharing, we hope to have a good resource selection for you. Um, but start somewhere. And if you're looking you know, for a counselor, one thing I tell people to go and visit them. Don't immediately make an assumption from the first time you've met. Mm-hmm. Give it a couple of weeks. And if if you're just not feeling like it's the right connection, go to another counselor. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, well, I tried. Right. Keep trying. I was I was recommended four times. Yeah. And then make an assessment after like the third to fourth time. There you go. And if you want to continue with that person, do. If not, you have every right. Yes. To, to change, change. Yes. you're not hurting anyone's no. feelings. Yeah, they want you to be with the right person yes. just as much as you need to be with the right person. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully this was helpful. Again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.